Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, everyone. Thank you for pulling up a chair for this week's Table for Two. Today, we're back at Via Corota in New York City's West Village. This is so exciting. Oh, Hi, so how are you? you? So glad to see you, too. I'm a little early because my train came in. I'm excited for today's interview because my guest is someone I've never met. She's had a career with many turns. She became Miss America in 1989, graduated from Stanford in 1990, and then became a broadcast journalist. Most notably, she spent 11 years at Fox News before leaving and suing then Fox News chairman and CEO Roger Ailes for sexual harassment. It would prove to be the first domino that led to his legendary downfall. Now, our guest runs an impressive nonprofit called Lift Our Voices. Rose, that's beautiful. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks. Total pleasure. Thank you. She's smart, determined, and last year, the United States Congress passed a law that she championed. A huge feat during these divided times. So pull up a chair and grab a glass of rose because today we're having lunch with Gretchen Carlson. I'm Bruce Bozzi, and this is my podcast, Table for Two. Welcome, Gretchen. Thank you for joining me today for lunch. Well, thank you for having me. And I love our little setting here. Right? It is so beautiful. I feel like I'm on, like, in Broadway or something. We're, like, going to launch into song. (laughs) It is. We're, like, on set. (laughs) Right. It's like, exactly. It feels like we could be, like, and... Bam. Action. You know, where do I begin with Gretchen? Let's maybe just start with Lift Our Voices, which this has been a mission of yours. And if you could explain the mission and then also what Biden signed in, because I think it's a very, it's a big deal. Yeah, it well, it really is. Well, first of all, let me just say thank you for having this conversation with me. Um, it's really important to get this information out to people because yeah. When they go to work every day, they have no idea what they're signing in their contracts. And so it's sort of a wake-up call for everyone to be able to 
have a better understanding of that. Yeah. And also I would just add that I never expected to be doing this. Really? I mean, no, I mean, I grew up in a small town in Minnesota and my life has just worked in really incredibly mysterious ways. Mm -hmm. You know, I was a prodigy on the violin as a child and then I was Miss America, I was like, what? And, right. and then I studied at Stanford and Oxford and then I was gonna be a lawyer and then I ended up in television. And then I ended up at Fox News with my dream job and uh, unfortunately behind the scenes, the horrors of harassment that was going on yeah. at the same time. So, you know, did I ever expect that I would take a horrible thing that happened to me and turn it into something really positive for millions of people that I'll never meet, you right. know? That's the beauty of this, yeah. is that I'm helping so many people that probably don't even know my name, yeah. you know? But they're gonna be, they're gonna benefit from the laws that I've been working on to right. pass. So, you know, after I jumped off the cliff um, by myself in suing Roger Ailes, the CEO and chairman, formerly of Fox News, six and a half years ago now. I know, can you believe that? I know, no. Sometimes it feels like yesterday and then sometimes it feels like a long time right. ago. That strength that you did that day to jump off alone, that's a big deal. Like, when was it just like, I'm done, like what was that break? You know, we all have those moments. Yeah, I always say that building the kind of courage that it took for me to do that wasn't a moment like that. It was years of right. building. You know, I always give the analogy of when you walk into a room and flip on the light switch, it's not that easy. Yeah. You know, it, it, it was like this years long, you know, really tough decision, biggest decision of my life and mainly because I have two children, mm -hmm. and I didn't want them to face any scrutiny over their mom becoming the story. A journalist is never supposed to become the story. Right. And um, and then just, you know, my husband too, is kind of an uncomfortable situation, mm -hmm. like, and I'm not sure he wanted to be in the limelight for these issues. Yep. And um, truth be told, my parents, who I'm still blessed to have in my life, you know, I really wanted their approval. No matter how old you are, you always want your parents to be like, hey, I'm with you. <laughs> exactly. And you know, up until a certain point, they weren't. Because as I said, I grew up in small town Minnesota. People don't sue each other in Minnesota. Right. Like everyone's really nice. Right. And so finally, they understood that I really had no other choice. And we had a very emotional conversation on the phone. And that was sort of what got me to that place where I was looking over the cliff. Mm -hmm. And then what made me jump was that um, I was fired from my job, that, you know, a career that I had killed myself for, um, a 30-year career, I had reached the pinnacle of it. I was hosting the number one morning show on cable television. Yeah. Um, and they took that away from me, and it was totally unjustified. <laughs> and I decided if I don't stand up and tell the truth right now, who, who will? Right. And I had no idea, Bruce, how this was going to play out. Like, I thought I was going to be at home crying my eyes out every day because I had lost my job and, you know, people were going to malign me and say that I wasn't telling the truth. And, you know, a lot of that did happen. Yep. But then things started moving swiftly in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And I started to realize um, when I had to travel and go to the airport and flight attendants would take my hand and they would have tears in their wow. eyes and they'd say, thank you. Yeah. You know, um, I started realizing that maybe this would turn out okay. Mm -hmm. And a good friend of mine at the time said to me two things. Gretchen, you were always supposed to be doing this work in your life mm -hmm. and something good will come of this. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, not feeling that exactly right now. Yeah, but, you know, now I've remembered that in recent years and she was, she was so right. And so 
What propelled me to start doing the work was that I started hearing from so many other women across our country, and men, who had faced similar circumstances and had been silenced and had been pushed out of their careers for doing nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. And I decided I had to do something about it. And so um, I've always been a, I grew up a gutsy kid, um, Mm -hmm. and you know, I'm a really hard worker. I and think. so I just decided to roll up my sleeves and get to work. Yeah. Yeah, so, so after I started getting to work, walking the halls of Congress to try and change some laws around these silencing mechanisms that are in people's contracts at work or even in the handbook or many times they have no idea they're even clicking on an email and agreeing to be yeah, silenced, right? you have no right? idea. You have right. no idea. And so I started working with groups that had been doing this for a long time, but it was sort of a perfect storm because... They really needed a more well-known person to join the fight, and I needed all of their expertise that, yeah. you know, with all the history of everything. So we joined together and just really started making headway. We, we got bipartisan support, which during this hyper-political time that we live in was, like, unheard of. Completely. And so we found enough of what Republicans and Democrats could hopefully agree on. Right. And, um, and then Lift Our Voices really came out of that because I decided, well, I really should have an umbrella nonprofit organization mm-hmm. to house all of the work that I'm doing. Yes. And so three years ago, we, we formed Lift Our Voices and launched it out in California. And we've had just amazing short-term success. Really? Yeah. So in 2022, we passed two federal bipartisan bills into law. I know, it's just, it's crazy. So within a span of eight months, we uh, passed two of the biggest labor law changes in the last 100 years. So, yeah, so so hopefully our work will be remembered, but we have a lot more work to do now. These bills only deal with harassment and assault in the workplace Mm -hmm. and these silencing mechanisms. So people know what NDAs are for the most part, right? Right. Non-disclosure agreements. Our most recent bill that the president signed on December 7th means that you can no longer silence people with NDAs for harassment and assault pre-dispute, meaning if you sign one on your first day of work up until you file a, a claim. Okay. Just to explain these things a little bit because the work is a little wonky. Uh-huh. People just don't understand these things. And, and it's- People being- Workers, million- Right, the workers who's 300 million right. workers, right. and they, they have no clue right. what they're signing on right. their first day of work. Myself included. Yeah. You know, I- You're I just s- happy to get the job. Yeah, you're just happy to get the job. It's like, are you gonna say on the first day, hey, um, if something bad happens right. to happen to me right. in the next six years, I want to be able to talk about it. Right. Right? People don't think about that. They're just happy to get a paycheck. Of course. So I actually had an NDA and the second thing that I've been battling called a forced arbitration clause. You had it at Fox. At Fox. They put a forced arbitration clause in my last contract. Forced arbitration. So explain that to okay. me. Okay. So what that means is, first of all, the operative word is Forced. You don't have a choice. You are forced to go to arbitration, which is a secret chamber with an arbitrator, instead of being able to file a public lawsuit and go to a jury of your peers, which is your constitutional right. So people have no clue. I asked questions because I had signed a tremendous amount of contracts throughout my career, and I'm a stickler for detail. And so I asked my agent, you know, and I asked my lawyers, and I'm like, what is this clause? And unfortunately, they said, don't worry about it. It's becoming the way of the world. And they're right. 
by 2024, 84% of all American workers will sign forced arbitration clauses on their first day of work. And they won't even understand what it is. You don't. I had no idea what it was. When I decided to file my lawsuit and I assembled my lawyers, they looked at my contract and then they looked at me and said, we got some really bad news for you. And I said, what? And they said, you have a forced arbitration clause means we can't sue Fox News. You have to go over here to this secret chamber called arbitration, and no one's ever going to hear from you because it's secret. Mm -hmm. There are no appeals. The arbitrator makes the decision. They usually find in favor of the company because they come back for repeat business, but you only have one claim, right? And only 2% of the time does the employee actually win. So lawyers pretty much don't take the cases. And this is how the vicious cycle of silence and horrible things happening at work has continued over the last three to four decades is because these cases just go off into the ether somewhere, right? And nobody ever hears from these people ever again. And these were the really tragic stories I was hearing from people who had reached out to me. Mm -hmm. It was so eerily similar. They all had arbitration clauses. They all had been silenced. They all didn't win anything, and they all never worked again. Right. They never worked They never did work again. And the predator gets off scot-free because nobody knows this process has happened because it's secret. What's right with any of what I just said? It's really dark. Yeah. No. So that's why I sued Roger Ailes personally to try to circumvent the arbitration clause and that's the only way my case became public. Right. We wouldn't be having this conversation right now if my lawyers wouldn't have been able to think about that, right? right? You know, when you said, oh, I'm gonna sue Ailes, is that when the women that you were sitting in the room with said, oh, okay, we're, we, we're with you on this? You mean other people that yeah, I work with? Yeah, you the other... No, because I couldn't tell anyone else because I had an NDA, the second, oh, the second evil. Of course. So there's, there's two ways they silence you to make sure that nothing ever gets out. They make sure you have to go to forced arbitration if you decide to come forward. Right. And you go to HR thinking you're doing the right thing. Right, right. right. By the way, HR is not your friend. Right. Just so, <laughs> right. Let's be clear. They work for the company. They do. They've done a marvelous marketing job on yep. making people feel like you can go tell them anything and they'll help yeah. you. We There's probably you. tons of right. great people that work there, you know, in HR, Certainly. but they're not your friend. Right. If you have a forced arbitration clause and you go to complain, they go, Phew, yeah. no one will ever right. know yeah. about this. Yeah. And they immediately try to figure out how to get rid of you. Yep. Right? But you probably also have signed an NDA on your first day mm-hmm. of work which means that you can't go and warn anyone else at work about what's happening to you. And so in my personal experience, well, let me talk hypothetically because I do have an NDA, so I can't get into the details. Um, So I always do mental gymnastics when I'm (laughs) doing interviews, like what can I say, what can I not, and not get in trouble. Um, Hypothetically, if you have an NDA like that, um, you you can't can't warn anyone else. You can't... um, you can't even really tell your, your husband or your children what's happening to you at work. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Um, or the company can sue you then for right. breaking the NDA, right. even though you were being treated illegally right. at work. You can't go home after a bad day right. and say... Ostensibly, you're not supposed to say anything. Honey, this yeah. happened to me today. And, and this includes also not being able to talk about your pay or not being... Any kinds of other forms of discrimination. Wow. Yeah. And so this is really how, um, unfortunately, 
companies have been able to cover up their dirty laundry. Um, And I really, I peg it back to, I'll date myself here, but I think you and I are around the same age. Um, You were way younger than me. No, 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 no. Um, My first job in television, one of the first stories I covered was the Anita Hill hearings on Mm -hmm. Capitol Hill. When she came forward about being sexually harassed by Clarence Thomas, who's now on the Supreme Court. And I remember, you know, watching that intently and wondering why the hell nobody believed her, but Mm -hmm. um, they didn't. And I think what happened then is that companies realized that they had to start being more proactive about providing sexual harassment training and, you know, because this was the talk now. Everyone was talking about sexual harassment. But they also, I believe, thought we can't have an Anita Hill at our workplace. We have to figure out how to cover this shit up. Okay, so now once you sued Roger, now that's public. So now you're not saying anything, so the people you work with now know, because you've been fired. Well, they didn't know I was fired. So I, so I was fired, and then, and then I, I surprised Fox by filing the lawsuit. Right. Um, instead of having, like, a joint statement that said why I was leaving. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Which, of course, is what they want. Yes. Yes. So instead, um, you know, I had already been planning this. Right. Um, quite honestly, we, my legal team didn't expect me to be fired because, hypothetically, that kind of always works in favor of the person, right? Right. Because why were you fired? Like, right. Uh, yeah. So, exactly. um, but then we, we worked very quickly. And so within, it was right around over the 4th of July holiday, so there were a few hiccups, but... Um, we filed a lawsuit on July 6th, 2016, and I was fired on June 23rd. But it wasn't public. Got it. So then it became public with my lawsuit. Right. Um, but, but another thing that happened on the first day that we never expected was that um, News Corp, the parent company of Fox News, decided to conduct an internal investigation based on my claims which that was a huge surprise to us. We never expected them to take it that seriously, right? right? So that's good. Yes, they were, you know, they were standing by their employees, but they were also saying that, you know, we should pay attention to what she's alleging. And that's when other women then um, came forward. I would would say they probably told 20% of the truth. And that was enough. Right. And so within two weeks, Roger Ailes was fired, yeah. which is unbelievable. I never, ever expected right. that to happen, right. ever. Um, and so, you know, again, it, it, um, every day of my life since has been surreal. Yeah. Um, but I just sort of have taken it as it's come, and, and I hope people are proud of the work that I've done since to try and make workplaces safer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events, chef-prepared meals, 
safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Thanks for joining on Table for Two. Gretchen Carlson has been telling us about her departure from Fox News and the resulting lawsuit she filed against Chairman and CEO Roger Ailes, a move that sparked many other women at the news organization to come forward with stories of their own. Gretchen had been with Fox News for over a decade, and I'm wondering what was it like to endure inappropriate behavior for so long? So, okay, so that happens, and now you're left to sort of reinvent Gretchen yet again. Yeah. Like, so here you are, you're a brilliant, smart human, and like, you have to subjugate yourself even when you were there because they wanted you to look a certain way, act a certain way. You certainly, uh, your coworkers were saying things on air that were inappropriate. I know there were a couple of times where you're like, you walked off, yeah. but you know, you wanted to work, this was your job, you've right. been really, this was your passion. It was a delicate balance. Again, I can't get into the nitty-gritty of everything right. because of the NDAs that I've signed, but I will just say that I I did lead several silent protests and yeah. some that were more public, yeah. like when I walked off the set. Yeah. Um, three weeks before I got fired, I came out in favor of banning uh, the, the assault weapon ban, mm -hmm. um, and then I actually did a poll at the end of my show with my viewers at right. Fox <laughs> to see how many of them agreed with me. Yeah. No. 97% disagreed with me, really? which I knew that was going right. to happen, but that's how I, I felt very strongly that we shouldn't, that assault weapons bans, the assault weapons have no place in our of society. Course. So when I got fired and my story came out, people, some people actually thought I got fired for saying that. Oh, yeah. of course. So I point that out because it was a very delicate balance of how much I could protest while I was right. actually right. there. Um, there was a tremendous amount of fear. 
What did you love about that job? Oh, what I loved about it was, in fact, my mom said to me on the, you know, keep in mind that when I went over to Fox, it's already been now 17 years ago. It was a different Fox than it is today. I had been working at CBS News and I was doing, uh, as a correspondent, international correspondent, and then I also hosted the Saturday Early Show. And I had just had two babies. They were both infants. Mm -hmm. And um, Fox came calling and said, we'd love you to do a morning show five days a week. Well, that had been my ultimate goal, right. to be able to do it at, you know, five days a week instead of just one. Right. And so I jumped at the opportunity, and my mom happened to be in New York City on my first day of that job. And she said to me afterwards, this must be one of the happiest days of your life. Yeah. And I said, yeah. I mean, had no idea what was about to come, right? But I went fully for the job opportunity. Sure. And something that I had, you know, worked so many different cities and markets in television, you know, paying my dues to get to that point. Yeah. And so it was strictly just for right. that we're purpose. in the big leagues. Yeah. This was a this big, big opportunity. Yeah. This was and though there had been instances prior of just being in situations that were not appropriate that you I read me, oh, me for personally. You, you oh, personally. Yes. No, you I know? was, like, I was oh. assaulted twice um, at the end of my year as Miss America. I was just 22 years old, um, and actually it was because of my drive to try and get ahead in the TV business, you know, and strike when the iron's hot, because being Miss America is this weird sort of phenomenon where yeah. you're, you're a celebrity for a year, right. and then somebody else comes along, and they're the new Miss America, and right. you're, you're, you're <laughs> right. toast. You're toast, right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, right, in fact, right. a, a very close friend of mine who was also a former Miss America said she actually overheard a kid saying when she gave up her crown. Um, he said, there goes the old one. You know, and it's, it's such a right. true assessment. Yeah. And so because I had always been so driven and, and a hard worker, I knew like while I'm actually Miss America, I have to start knocking on doors right. and talking to agents right. and figuring out if I really want to do this TV thing, how, how am I going to do this? Yeah. And so I was meeting with a really high-level executive in New York City. He spent almost the whole day with me. He made a bunch of calls for me. And I thought, wow, he must really admire my smarts, you know, and my tenacity. And, and so we go to dinner, and then we're in the back seat of a car, and he's dropping me off at my college roommate's apartment. And all of a sudden, he was on top of me in the back seat, this ton down my throat and a bunch of other stuff. And I somehow got away from him and barreled, you know, out of the car and just immediately, like, burst into tears but told nobody because... I think when, whether you're a man or a woman, you feel so much shame, unfortunately, yep. mm -hmm. and that's the way that we've socialized these issues. Yep. And so I never told anyone about that experience and one that happened three weeks later, unfortunately, as well, until I wrote my memoir 25 years later. And it wasn't until I was come forward about my Fox experience and I was writing my second book, Be Fierce, and I was talking to one of the Trump survivors, mm -hmm. and I was telling her these stories, and she said, Gretchen, those were assault. And I said, no, they weren't. She goes, yes. And it's so horrible about how we don't even allow our own selves to believe the truths because we've been taught to just shove it down to some place where you never, ever think about it ever again mm -hmm. and not really call it what it was yep. and come up with some reason why you deserved it or, yep. you know. Um, so that was really eye-opening for, for me, even after everything I had been through and coming forward about Fox, that I still wasn't even being honest with myself.
Did you think that the Me Too, I mean, the Me Too explosion, were you surprised by that? Were you, mm. how did that feel? Yeah, so my story was a full 15 months before the Harvey Weinstein revelations. Right. So that's technically when people say Me Too started, right? right? Mm -hmm. um, and then there are certainly other women who came before me, but right. um, I guess people would, would peg my very public story as the, the latest iteration of this movement, right? Yeah. But I have, to, I have to tell you that every time another big story would come out, I, I was... On the one hand, not surprised, but but also shocked that there was going to be accountability. That's right. what I was surprised about. The accountability. And you could see change swiftly. Mm -hmm. So, like, for example, with my story, they still paid Roger Ailes a $40 million parachute, right? I know. Even though they could have fired, obviously fired him for cause. Right. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when you got to Matt Lauer and his story, mm -hmm. they... They were not paying out anything. When right. you got to Les Moonves' story, right. they, they donated his parachute to women's groups, right? right? That all happened in a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. So you started seeing immense progress right. with how we handle these types of things. Uh -huh. But still, every time, I'll never forget when Bill O'Reilly fell down, um, I emblematically was by myself at home. I always seem to be by myself for these big moments. Um, and I saw it come across the TV and I, I was still shocked because I had worked there, never thought I'd see that day. Yeah. And a friend of mine called me and it was a guy. And he said, Gretchen, I said, Liz, are you watching? I said, yes, yes. And then I just started sobbing. Yeah. And he said, Gretchen, you did this. Yeah. You did this. Right. And I was like, I can't talk to you right now. You right. know, so every, that's, that's the surprise part of it that I'm talking about is uh -huh. I never thought we would see this unbelievable firestorm of other people being held right. accountable simply because, you know, some people had a few brave actions. And the Me Too movement, what, what really, I think, made that explode was social media. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as I don't love it for my kids, right. yeah. social media allowed people to come forward with their name and face or anonymously, right? Mm -hmm. And it just exploded globally. Right. Also, the media started paying attention to these stories. Right. And as a member of the media, I can criticize us by saying that had I pitched a harassment story six and a half years ago, nobody in the newsroom would have wanted to cover it. Sure. We just didn't cover that right. stuff. So the media started covering the stories, which was really important, and the American public became engaged. Yes. And they were like, how the hell is this still happening yep. at work? I thought we had solved this. Right. But the reason they thought we had solved it was because all the cases were going to secrecy. Forced arbitration. Yeah, they were going to forced arbitration. Yeah. So you were never hearing yeah. about them. The 60s were done. Yeah. The Mad Men era was done, oh, we yeah. thought. Right. No, no. And, and let me also point out that my efforts at Lift Our Voices are not just about harassment and assault. Uh -huh. I'm fighting for every marginalized group. Right. So our next fight with legislation is for all forms of discrimination, whether it's race, LGBTQ+, whether yeah. it's age, disability. Right. Um, we're not done for a long time yeah. until we make sure that all of those groups are not silenced as well. Yeah. And imagine the dynamic now at work since we've passed these two bills. If you're harassed or assaulted, you don't have to go to the secret chamber anymore, right? right. No. But if you're black and you're discriminated against, you do. Well, How do you think that's gonna play out at work? Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Because the federal law only says that if you're harassed or assaulted, you don't have right. to go to arbitration anymore. So we think organically yes. that other groups are going to wake up to this, we hope, and say, what about me? Yeah. And I just want everyone to know, I'm fighting for you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm doing the best I can. We could only get this much done on the Hill to get That's both parties to come together. Really? Mm -hmm. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Welcome back to Table for Two. Gretchen's nonprofit, Lift Our Voices, has made a real legislative change by championing the Ending Forced Arbitration of Sexual Assault and Sexual Harassment Act which President Biden signed into law last year. Still, advocacy work is full of tough, uphill battles. How does Gretchen keep the momentum going? I always say in, in the advocacy work that I do now, you have to wake up every day optimistic yeah. because you can't be pessimistic about anything. You're gonna have a lot of downtime and, and a lot of downturns and um, a lot of no's, mm -hmm. but you have to just keep pushing forward. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I'm not necessarily incredibly optimistic about getting more federal bills passed into law now with the new makeup of Congress. Sure. Um, but we are active working at the state level, which is having dramatic impact as well. So yeah. your listeners should know that if they live in New Jersey, California, or Washington State, they cannot be forced to sign an NDA for anything bad that happens to them. That's 
I hope that's Everything. headline news right yes. here. Right. You cannot. So um, our organization has been instrumental in getting those bills passed. Mm -hmm. So um, only an NDA for trade secrets, right? So every business should be able to protect their trade secrets. Right. But you cannot force anyone to sign an NDA for anything bad that happens to them at work right. in those states. And that's, that's huge, and it's had a ripple effect. Some global companies, like Microsoft, for example, they're based in Washington State, and they thought to themselves, hmm, should we treat our employees in Washington State different than anyone else in the world, right? Because we're going to still bind our people to NDAs in Iowa, for example, right. but not in Washington State. So they decided globally to get rid of NDAs, wow. which is exactly what we wanted to happen, yeah, yeah. right? Wow. So even though we may not have a lot of federal victories this year, we're having a lot of state victories that still has dramatic impact on changing the workplace. So we're, we're kind of working all sides of it. This generation that is coming into itself as the other older generation is going to be passing and going yes. to the next will eventually get to this magical place. It's such a great point, Bruce, because part of our efforts at Lift Our Voices is also to educate the younger people so that when they become the next CEOs and general counsel, they right. don't use these clauses right. and they understand how detrimental. Another really important point I, sh I should say is that these clauses push out the exact people that companies want to retain, women and people right. of color yes. and diversity, right. right? All forms of diversity. Yep. And every study has shown that you increase your bottom line when you have a more diverse workplace. Right. So that's our pitch to companies. Yeah. When we try to get them on board to get rid of these clauses, right. we say, even if you only care about the bottom line, right. you should get rid of these clauses. Because right. you're pushing out tons of people that you want to stay. Yep. And so that's really important. And getting to our young people, um, my kids have witnessed you know, everything that happened to me over the last six and a half years. And while I said I was very concerned about their well-being, it's worked out like the best that it possibly could because I've seen my courage transfer to them. Yeah. And especially for my son, you know, we spend a lot of time saying that we need to rise girls up and make them empowered to know that they can be anything they want to be. But what I've learned is we really need to focus on our sons. Yes. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, most Fortune 500 companies are run by men still. Yep. And so we need to get to them early on to respect yes. women and all of the diverse groups yep. so that they treat them fairly. Yes. And I have seen that in my son where I was on a CNN show a couple years back and I came home and he was waiting for me in the kitchen. And he said, Mommy, he said, was it true what that other woman said, that once every 73 seconds in our country that a woman is assaulted or harassed? And I said, I'm so sorry to tell you that that's true. And he said, Mom, he said, as a 12-year-old boy, I want to help fix that. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I was like, okay, full stop, work done, drop yeah. the mic. Right? Yeah, I, right, completely. I don't have to do, if, if that's all I've accomplished, right. is getting to this boy. Right. And hopefully he'll pass it on. A hundred percent. So it made me realize from that point that I should be spending all my time at boys' schools. Yeah. <laughs> you talked earlier about, and I have it here, your memoir, Getting Real. Mm -hmm. You know, writing a memoir is 
a really intense experience, I can imagine. Mm -hmm. And was there anything in that journey of writing your memoir that you learned that you didn't even know about yourself, that you thought, oh, was really difficult for you to actually put on paper and know that your parents were gonna see this and, you know, you, you know, I always find like memoirs so, yeah. well, I love them. Like certain relationships, right? right. Yeah. That my parents didn't like. Right. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, also, I would just say that we, we chatted earlier about the sexual assaults that I went through. Mm -hmm. I knew they were gonna see that. Right. I knew the whole world was gonna see right. that. So that, that was probably the biggest Revelation and also other experiences in my television career where I was harassed on the job, too right. um, I had a lot of great years where I wasn't but right. in my first job. I was also um, Harassed and then in a scary situation um, And then I would just say that I think the greatest revelation for me was realizing that It was totally fine to not be perfect and that one of my missions in life, besides changing the safety of the workplace, is to raise our girls to not be perfect. Right. Because we put this huge curse on them to, um, to be smart, to succeed, to run a family, and to do all the domestic work, and work full time, and yeah. have it all. Remember right. that phrase, have it all? Have it all, That's yeah. such a demon. Yeah. And I call myself now a reformed perfectionist, um, and I tried to do it when I was 40, and I didn't succeed, okay. and I've now accomplished it. I definitely, um, I work on it every day, right. but it's really important to send a message to especially women that you're not expected to have it all, and it's okay to color outside of the lines, yep. it's okay to F up, and yeah. you know, and, and pick yourself up, and we teach our boys to skin their knees and jump off of the, the fence yep. and be rowdy and all that and take risks. And we tell our girls to put bows in their hair and sit over in the corner and play with dolls. Right, right. Like, what? Right. Like, how do we ever... Seeing is believing. So, like, we have to start changing the way that we mold our girls into mm -hmm. being these perfect little creatures. Yeah. And I'll never forget my daughter when she was two. She colored outside of the lines, and she took the paper, and she crunched it up, and she threw it in the, into the trash. And I said, oh, no. And I picked it up, and I pulled it back out, and I said, Mommy thinks this is beautiful. Yeah. And I want you to color outside of the lines, right? So, you know, I, I think I was being very vulnerable in, in the book by actually just saying that I've, I'm not perfect. And I've made a tremendous amount of mistakes. And I'm not going to hold myself to that perfectionism demon yeah. anymore, nor should anyone else. Right. Right? You know, I watched Gretchen um, something. So it came my way like years and years ago on that show with um, Blooper. Oh my God. All right. <laughs> So if you're listening to this, Dick Clark and Ed McMahon had a show called like Bloopers and Blunders and it practical was jokes. Practical Jokes. And I watched it and it was funny. Miriam Mobley and Gary Collins, who actually I knew because yep. they were friends with my father's partner. So they play this practical joke on Gretchen where she, you're supposed to present with them to a live like corporate event at this new weird machine. It was a satellite machine a satellite, for engineers. Right, for mm -hmm. engineers. And then Gary Collins is like, oh, you have a phone call, Miriam Mobley, they're like, oh, your mic isn't working, they leave you there too, and they play this joke, which you handle beautifully. Oh, I, I, mean, I thought they were gonna fire me as Miss America, okay? Well, really, the, really? Oh, see, I, see I, what I want to say is, I think it was mean. 
I think it was a mean <laughs> show that <laughs> oh, really, at the Bruce. end of the day, and even like when they have you press a button called Double D, <laughs> FYI. Oh, yeah. I was like, when I, now in my hearing now, never, I'm sure at the time I didn't think of it, but you're like, so, so you press this Double D button. I'm like, oh, this is all wrong. Yes. Well, this was, this was many years ago, uh, not making excuses for it. But aside from what I did recently, those 14 minutes of having to just ad lib about a system I knew absolutely right. I nothing knew you were about. Brilliant. I that was just sheer terror. Yeah. And they had they had cue cards and they all were like 14 letter scientific words. Right. And then they, they were upside down and then they dropped them. Right. And I'm right. like, oh shit. Like right. no, I'm trying to read off the ground, right? So I think that this is two weeks into being Miss America, by the way. Wow. And I'm like, they're gonna fire me. Right. right. I mean, first of all, I'm short, so I, ne I never felt like I lived up to the whole Miss America thing because I'm this tiny little girl from Minnesota. Minnesota usually wasn't a pageant state. I played classical violin that had never won, you know. Right. So I was right. already facing like a lot of insecurities. Right. Then they do this horrendous thing, um, and then it doesn't air for about six or seven months. Okay. So I'm in my hotel room by myself because you spend that whole year on the road. And I have like the covers up over my ears. I'm embarrassed of myself, even though I'm the right. only person in the room. And I watch it and I'm like, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever, even though they were complimentary. So you know what happened? Mm. It's a great lesson about how seemingly bad experiences can turn into wonderful things. Mm -hmm. So a couple TV agents saw that and they called me after, they found me and they said, if you can do that, you can do TV. Have you ever thought about TV? That's what got me into TV. Really? Yeah. Gretchen has brought to light so many of the ways that big companies use legal means to prevent sexual harassment and assault survivors from coming forward. And as our lunch ends, and she goes off to continue her work on behalf of survivors, I'm curious, what can we do to help her important cause. The more people that decide to come forward, the more we normalize this, and the, the more that, that you don't become the odd person out as having courage, it becomes just the new way of the world. Right. And that's how we work to change things when people have no other choice other than to accept that right. this is how we're gonna handle this now. Um, through Lift Our Voices, I continue to encourage companies to change their policies. This year, we're gonna be coming out with a corporate rating system where we're actually going to rate companies on whether Fantastic. or not they silence their people. Yep. We believe that all employees should know before they go to work whether they're going to a company that silences yep. them. And, um, and we also think that it will uh, nudge companies to do the right thing if they happen to get a bad grade from me, yeah. um, that they maybe will reevaluate how they're doing business. I always say, you know, the train has left the station. These movements aren't going to stop. So get on the right side of history before we force you to do it. Right. You know, which leads me to we're still going to be active with trying to pass new legislation for other protected classes. Um, we're going to be very uh, active at the state level. Mm -hmm. um, we're introducing new NDA legislation in New York State yep. coming up in the next few weeks. Um, and then just the continued education because people just don't understand these, yeah. these issues. Um, and then, you know, as far as, I, I, since my life has been so weird and mysterious different directions, I just leave myself open to any possible opportunity that comes my way. Well, Gretchen, Thank you for joining me today at Table for Two. Thank you for being an advocate. Thank you for being honest, for putting yourself on the line, for sharing really intimate you know, things that you've experienced. 
And it's an honor. It's a pleasure to have lunch with you. I hope to see and be a part of however I can help making the world a better place with you. Thank you so much. And thank you for allowing me to drink wine in the middle of the day. It's such a lovely I know, excuse. You, barely, you had a half a glass. Yeah, I'll but, probably well, finish yours when you're done. I wanted to make sure that I that I, that I stayed above board in all the important things that I'm talking about. You're an amazing But now, woman. if you want to go and have dinner sometime, right, okay, it's a uh, I'll story. let loose. All right, I'm in. <laughs> Table for Two with Bruce Bozzi is produced by iHeartRadio, 737 Park, and Airmail. Our executive producers are Bruce Bozzi and Nathan King. Table for Two is researched and written by Bridget Arsenault. Our sound engineers are Paul Bowman and Alyssa Midgaff. Table for Two's LA production team is Danielle Romo and Lorraine Virez. Our music supervisor is Randall Poster. Our talent booking is by Jane Sarkin. Special thanks to Amy Sugarman, Uni Cher, Kevin Uvane, Bobby Bauer, Allison Cantor Graber, Jody Williams, Rita Sodi, and the team at Via Corota in Manhattan's West Village. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.